Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today we are talking about comfort food, guys. It's your masterclass. You're going to know everything you need to know about comfort foods and how they work for different human beings. Um, And why do you want to know that? Because you can use it to improve your eating habits instead of not being able to say no to that ice cream or cookie or pasta or pizza, whatever that might be, whatever that comfort food might be for you. We are continuing to explore this book, Mindless Eating, Why We Eat More Than We Think. So comfort foods, guys. You might think, as we all do, that what comfort food is for us, it is the same for every other human being, or more or less. It's the fact. But actually, it's even gender-specific. So they did these studies, and in the book um, you can read about that, and women actually consider much, much, much more often, almost uh, all the time, women consider comfort foods something that is carefree, something that doesn't require cooking, uh, prepping, uh, doing the dishes, something sweet and light. So something like ice cream, cookie, candy, chocolate. Those are preferred comfort foods for women. When it comes to guys, it's not actually the case. Most of the guys who were interviewed, they actually preferred savory foods. They uh, named savory foods as their comfort foods more often. And why is that? Because for most of those guys, comfort foods are foods that their mom used to make for them. And for, for men to feel that this food is, is a comfort food, they want to feel nourished, taken care of. And pizza, pasta, savory soups, burgers, uh, you know, all these savory, usually heavy cooked dishes that seem to be more comforting than sweets. So female and males, we are very different when it comes to um, comfort foods. But then comfort foods also are very different from person to person. And two people might have as their comfort food, some sort of soup, maybe their mom used to make or their grandma. But for one person, that soup might be that hearty, creamy, I don't know, pea or potato or mushroom soup that maybe their mom used to make. And for somebody else, it might be some bread, beetroot, cabbage soup from Russia. It it is very different. So when somebody tells you that their favorite comfort food is soup, what they mean by that uh, is very different than what other people can consider a comforting soup. So comfort foods are very, very specific. And usually comfort foods are the association between foods that make us feel good, uh, you know, comfort foods is strong between that and our experiences, specifically our emotional experiences. So um, 
that's why actually a lot of people associate comfort foods and foods that we used to like in our childhood. Uh, because in our childhoods, that's when we form a lot of our uh, emotional memories and associations. Um, but comfort foods, the link between, you know, feeling good comfort foods uh, and, um, yeah, those emotions, uh, it can also happen later in life, much later in life. Uh, there was one woman in the book that was described, and uh, her one of her comfort foods that she really loved was M&M's. Uh, you know, just a regular pack, single pack of M&M's. And during the interviewer, quite a long interviewer, at first she said, or, oh, you know, I like how they taste, uh, you know, they are like so fun, etc., etc., etc. But then after quite a few minutes of interviewing, uh, researchers found out that she actually loved those M&Ms because they used to share it as college students. They used to share these snacks of M&Ms uh, with uh, her future husband. And every time she ate it, uh, it brought back those sweet memories, sweet emotions. And that's why she loved it. So that specific comfort food association was formed when she was in college. Uh, and then uh, there are also stories about a uh, Chinese student for whom in US comfort food was very often cookies. But in China, cookies are not actually that popular. And so researchers wanted to figure out why is that that uh, all of a sudden, cookies became comfort foods for those Chinese students. And what they found out was that when they arrived to U.S., you know, new country, uh, everything is completely unfamiliar and new, and they started to go out to different parties um, with their new friends, new students, and at a lot of those parties, Cookies was one of the food that was often offered as a um, sweet snack. And now, every time they had those new memories with their new friends, there was cookie. And so now, for them, cookie became uh, associated with those uh, sweet, communal, um, you know, getting together, friends time, party time memories. And now for them, cookie became their comfort foods. But back in China, they didn't have that. And we can rewire ourselves to have different comfort foods that are actually better for us too. So before we jump into practice, we might also talk about, we need to talk about this thing. A lot of people you might also think, I used to think that, we think that we eat comfort foods most often when we are depressed or sad or need some sort of pick-me-up. But the studies show that it's not actually the case. In most cases, we eat comfort and indulgent food when we feel happy. It's about 74% uh, more often than when we sad or depressed or bored or lonely. Uh, so we eat comfort foods much more often when we are happy. And so what we can do to rewire our eating habits to serve ourselves better is next time when you are doing some celebrations, eat a hearty salad, like really amazing, colorful, delicious, fun salad. So prepare this huge bowl that you can share with 
everyone at the table. And that's going to become your new comfort food. So you got to repeat it quite a few times so it becomes automatic. But then next time you want to um, re make recreate that same feeling of celebration of communal celebration celebration with people you love you're gonna think of salad for me for example salad is a fun food because that's the food that i'm making uh, no matter where i am in the world like i travel to a lot of places and every time i'm in a new place especially if there is no kitchen salad is the easiest thing to do plus it allows me to explore a lot of different vegetables and foods that i can put in the salad so for me salad is that fun exciting um, food of exploration and learning new things seeing new things traveling and that's why i absolutely love salads for me it's a fun thing to do fun and creative because in because you can put so many different things in your salad and dressings and it can taste and look completely different every single time so yeah, salad is my comfort food, believe it or not, because it brings uh, up those amazing feelings when you travel and having so much fun, ready for uh, pleasant surpri surprises every single day of your new adventure. So that's how we can rewire our comfort foods. We're not stuck with them for life. Um, but then again, also, it's useful to figure out where exactly that comfort feeling that connection to that food that you love that you consider comfort food comes from like what exact memory triggered it many few memories and then maybe try to figure out how to bring up those same emotions without food that may be a very useful exercise and another quick tip that we will talk about today guys is is um, about names Food names. So uh, in the book, there is um, there are quite a few stories and studies and examples uh, from life. They would do that experiment, give one group of people two menus of food items. So on one menu, foods would have really simple names like um, garden salad, uh, potato, you know, French and what do they call them, like fish and chips uh, or um, um, potato stew or meat stew or whatever stew. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out all these names. Um, so really simple names or like pizza, um, pasta with seafood. So really simple, basic names on one menu. And then on the second menu, the food was exactly the same. But instead of, for example, the name of garden salad the salad would have a name something like crispy and hearty salad with provence herbs from france or a french crispy and heart salad and hearty salad uh, everything like homemade uh, pizza with farm with fresh mozzarella from you know some farm those names those intricate and detailed names um the ones that would have connection to geography to some fact of history uh, to 
the ones that will describe the texture, maybe velvety and decadent chocolate cake with, I don't know, <laughs> with cacao beans from Madagascar, or just chocolate cake. Like the more uh, fancy and intricate and um, full of descriptions the name is, the more we value it and the more we actually enjoy it. Like they also ask the people after eating the meals, like how they would evaluate the quality of food, how they liked it. And in every single time, people who ate foods with simple names would evaluate the whole experience much, much lower than people who ate uh, foods with those uh, beautiful, intricate uh, names. So we are very much eating with our brains, with our eyes, with our noses, uh, everything. We gotta love the name, the smell, how it looks, the colors. And so how you can use it? Instead of thinking about your healthy diet as some, you know, salad and uh, uh, broccoli and chicken thighs or chicken breast kind of diet, add some more spice to your food, give it some name. Uh, you know, when I bake my fish, my seafood or my meats, when I make my omelets, I always buy those new spices. So like spinach, mushroom omelet with Italian herbs and um, the best, like, I don't know, Italian olive oil or some fancy sauce uh, Mexica inspired or something like that. I always make it fun. And that's why for me, healthy eating is so much fun. Uh, in my head, I always create this adventurous recipe and not just in my mind, but I also recreate it to the best of my ability. Uh, and that's why it's so fun. The more fun you make your healthy eating, the more you eat healthy during healthy times, the easier it's going to be for you. Healthy food is going to be associated with happy feelings for you. And that's how you improve your eating habits without even thinking about it on autopilot for life. So comfort foods, again, you can rewire it. Like for me now, the most comforting dessert ever is chocolate banana ice cream that has no sugar and has only two ingredients, frozen overnight bananas and uh, cocoa powder, unsweetened cocoa powder. And every time I'm happy, I eat it. And now for me, that's like the best thing ever because it doesn't come with any, you know, shitty feeling like headaches. So like after you would eat some um, regular dessert with a bunch of flour and a bunch of sugar and God knows what else, like different additives and um, colorings. So back to practice, guys. Number one, if you want to make your healthy eating more fun, spice it up, uh, give it uh, some fancy names, decorate it, put it on a fancy plate, and even the simplest salad, you're gonna feel like so much indulgence and fun. So have fun while eating healthy and you will have fun. <laughs> and it's going to make uh, eating healthy much, much easier. And then uh, rewire your comfort foods. So next time you are feeling happy, create some amazing, fun salad with, of course, some amazing name uh, and share it with people you love. 
And the more you do it, the next time you're going to feel happy, you want to eat salad, not some cookies or cakes that at the end for your life will work out much, much better when it comes to results. So that's it for practice and a couple of other fun facts. When you eat out in restaurant, guys, fast food restaurants with a lot of noise, with a lot of bright light will make you eat faster and you will eat more because you're going to eat faster and you will feel full too late. You, you will already eat too much. And But then, on the other hand, in a good restaurant with good lighting, you know, soft lights, soft music, high-quality foods, people tend to eat longer. So you might also overeat, but for the whole other reason. So uh, just be aware of that. Then um, in restaurants with soft music, um, soft light, and overall pleasant atmosphere, people tend to eat longer. We tend to eat longer. So you might um, eat more because of that reason. But you also uh, enjoy it much more. But then in fast food restaurants, kind of that environment, bright lights, everything is fast, a lot of noise. You might overeat because you eat too much and you're just not going to feel your hunger cues just as well. Um, so restaurants, basically not a good places to maintain uh, proper eating habits. And that's it for today, guys. So rewire your comfort foods. Uh, when you're happy, eat something healthy. The more often you do it, the more often you're going to eat healthy foods for comfort. Um, don't forget that when you make healthy food fun, giving it some amazing descriptive names and putting some more spice into it, you're going to love it more because it's going to feel like much more fun. So rewire your comfort foods and you are going to eat better on autopilot. Thank you guys for tuning in, for listening today. Um, don't forget to share this episode with one other person who might use it to improve their eating habits. You're going to be helping them. So share this episode with one other person uh, you want to eat better. And as usual, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And till next time, eat better daily.